0: So hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Sales Chat Show. As ever, I'm in the Sales Chat Show studio with the Sales Chat Show elite team of Mr. Phil Jessen, Mr. Graham Jones, and I am Simon Hazeldean. And welcome to this episode, which is entitled The Problems Your Sales Team Will Face, if they return to in-person selling so the context here as as we are recording this here in the uk our vaccination program is making good progress and our covid infection levels are are declining and our lockdown situation is starting to gradually be eased so we are hopeful of uh, sort of a bit more of a return to to how things maybe used to be without without those restrictions on uh, social contacts etc which and, and other countries thankfully are also making good progress but obviously not everywhere we absolutely appreciate very sensitive to that fact it will differ very much by you know country from where you're listening listening into but we are i think hopeful across the world that we'll start to get on top of the COVID situation in in, in due course. And then, you know, the opportunities for back to -to face-to-face meetings with customers will become more, more ready and more, more available. But we were just having a conversation before we came on air to say that we've think we've got to think this one through you know particularly sales directors sales managers as as well as the sales professionals who are listening in because there are some things I think we need to think about um when we when we're coming back to this so I'm going to go to Phil and Graham to get their to get their thoughts on this so guys in terms of you know, sales teams potentially going back to meeting customers in person. What are some of the things you think a wise sales manager, sales director, or indeed a sales professional needs to just be thinking about to make
1: sure we get this right? Good sales director, creates sales targets. No, I won't go there. (laughs) I won't go there. You carry oh, on, you carry on, Graham.
0: Mr. Jesson has just thrown a sort of an incendiary device into the sales chat show by pressing the should you set sales targets button, which always sends Graham off into some sort of near homicidal rage. So make sure you're listening to those episodes. It does
2: nothing of the sort. All it does is just help confirm that I'm right, that sales targets are a complete waste of time. Uh, You can hear a recent episode about that. But I think the most important thing for this episode is uh, a psychological problem that uh, sales professionals have spent will have spent 15 to 18 months yeah. not out meeting customers and that means new habits will have formed uh, new ways of doing things will have formed it's a bit like if you employ someone if you're a sales director and you employ someone from a, a company in the same sector uh, you have to untrain their bad habits from their previous employer uh, you've got to get them to do things the way you do them in your culture, in your company. Um, and so the same is going to happen. Even though they work for you, these people will have spent 15, 18 months completely doing things differently, will have established new ways of doing things. And if they come back to in-person selling, they are going to have to be retrained. So I think one of the one of the big problems that sales directors are going to have is that when people return to in-person selling, it's not going to work properly because people will have forgotten how to do it uh so they need to be everybody's going to need retraining
0: yeah because I, I think um you know i, I did, there's a debate seems to rage how long does it take for a new habit to form right that's that one's been debated and discussed for, for, forever and a day but 15 months <laughs> whatever the data's going to say yeah. some of those habits are going to be pretty well ingrained now
2: well, the, um, the, the data on that, Simon, extends between 14 days and six months. So there are various studies that say a new habit can either take 14 days or six months, and you can take your pick between those. But the top end is six months, and we're well beyond that now.
0: So I think it's just, I think, I guess, you know, the point here, Graham, is your his it was going to be a big mistake to just assume that, Hey, it's Monday morning and we're back to in-person selling and everything's going to be fine. So, you know, people are going to be a little bit rusty, right? You know, people have not been in the gym, for example, for, you know, is an analogy, you've not been going to the gym for the last 12 months. You're definitely not going to go straight back into the gym unless you're crazy and jump straight onto, you know, sort of bench pressing what you were bench pressing before before lockdown because you're going to do yourself some serious harm and some serious damage you know so it's that easing back in i think that you know and the thinking of the of the skill sets and as you would expect from the sales chat show um my next point is going to be about the customer because what? part of, yes <laughs> what to talk about the customer as you know i'm on my soapbox <laughs> <laughs> will customers want to return to in-person meetings because you know the research from McKinsey that came out in 20, 2020 showed that they actually quite a significant percentage quite liked dealing remotely with suppliers because more efficient more effective you know for a whole whole variety of reasons so we've got to be careful because we can't assume that customers are going to or can do because quite a lot of organizations are making plans to reduce for example the size of their main head office by having more people working flexibly working remotely this was something that was happening anyway pre the covid situation but has has accelerated so you may find that a lot of your customers are not available for in person because they're working from home or working remotely or you know, so I think also is pretty important before you set too many plans in place that you make sure you find out what your customers' plans are because you might go back to full out on infield rollout and find that you've got some extremely unproductive salespeople. I, th-
1: I think it's not just what the customers' plans are, but how the customer is feeling at the moment. Yes. And if they too uh, come out of lockdown, are they up? Are they down? Where are they emotionally? Because we're going to have to work with that. Um, I think think another problem that um, salespeople are going to face is that during the last year, although many salespeople will have had to work hard to stay on top of the situation at home, many people would have been quite structured in the way they've managed the week, if only Because those structures at home have been put in as one of the coping strategies for Mm. dealing with it. So at home, they're probably quite methodical, quite organized. And by nine o'clock, this happens. And by three o'clock, that happens. And by six o'clock in the evening, something else happens. But the return to work, of course, is going to throw all of that up in the air and probably when people return to face-to-face work, um, it will feel out of control. It will feel chaotic. They will probably arrive home in the evening with lots of things whizzing around in their heads. Um, so that the move from these structured coping strategies back to normality version two, if you want to call it that, um, I think salespeople just need to be aware that they, they might feel out of control and all over the place and are going to have to relearn some of the things about personal organisation, administration, timekeeping, all of those things that make sure that uh, they go to bed in the evening, um, having sort of ticked all the boxes and they don't go to bed in the evening feeling Completely out of control and not looking forward to the following day,
0: because it takes time for change, as we all know. You know, for change to be accepted and to settle in, and this is going to be another change on top of a change that yeah, happened. Yeah. That's happened. And I don't. I think it will be dangerous to underestimate it and think, fantastic, we're back. We're back to the way we were. Everything's fine. Because and that's. I think also is I would you know think we should be thinking as well is do the salespeople want to do so as well because for some of them not saying they they won't want to do some in person but actually working in this more remote flexible way that has allowed many of them to do i mean sales people often feel base will work from home flexibly anyway it's not that's not particularly new for sales it's just we've been doing it all the time but you know you've got to think about their motivation from a from a are they going to feel comfortable doing so from a personal health point of view because you know making sure that they 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 feel comfortable and safe in the environments so that they know it's going to be safe for them to go into but also you know, there will be in all things, advantages and disadvantages. And there are some advantages to having worked the way we are, like not having to spend so much time traveling, you know, so, you know, it's worth understanding. It'll be on a personal individual salesperson by salesperson basis that I think a good sales manager is going to want to understand the each individual situation. And I think also picking up on a couple of things that have been mentioned, we could see a dip in productivity because travel time is going to hit back in. which is the miles and the kilometers on the roads, the trains, the planes, that sort of stuff is going to probably hit back quite, you know, come quite hard. So it's going to be a bit of a volatile thing because of another change taking place. And on top of that, as that settles down, you may see a dip in Salesforce productivity. So, you know, these things I think have all got to be considered before you determine what your, your strategy is going to be kind of going forwards.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Just just on the subject of salespeople getting back in their cars and heading off to see customers and prospects, which is a a natural thing to do. I mean, one of the things that we've talked about previously uh, on Sales Chat Show is measuring the probability of business actually happening. Um, And it's interesting that uh, when research has been done on this, uh, sales people that are employed by an organization will drive a lot more than sales people who are working for themselves. And sales people that are working for themselves will qualify the customer or the prospect before they go on the meeting. They won't drive oh. 85 miles and run the risk of the customer not being there or running late or the prospect of business being only 25% likely to come off. If the business is only 25% likely to come off, then maybe it's not a case to drive to the customer. Uh, That's the email, that's the phone call that still needs to be done at home rather than the natural inclination will be need to jump in the car and spend five days a week in it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, some form of blended hybrid, whatever you want to approach is I'm guessing, you know, seems fairly likely to me, probably <clears> one, one possibility. And it, it maybe it's going to be that before you, in the future, before you go for an in-person, you really make sure that's a very well qualified opportunity and the, and the time is worth it, which is not a bad thing to do anyway, you know, full stop, but maybe it'll be virtual remote qualification meetings, <laughs> And then you, if you do need to or you feel it's necessary or the customer wishes to go for in-person, you're only investing that travel time um, in very well-qualified opportunities. I mean, that, I say that's a good thing to do anyway, I think, uh, COVID, COVID or not.
2: I think there's another issue about returning to uh, work in the normal kind of sense, uh, face-to-face, is... Um, issue of autonomy it relates to phil's point about control and being out of control Mm -hmm. but actually when you look at the number one reason people leave their job and move to a different employer is because they feel they have less autonomy in their current view so they dress it up in all kinds of different uh, meanings and so on like oh i'm getting a higher salary or um you you know i've I've always wanted to work for that company There There'll all the kinds of you know Logical reasoning, but actually, when you when researchers investigate it, it's about autonomy. People who feel they're in in personal control of their work are more likely to carry on working for that employer. And so, uh, when people have had fifteen to eighteen months of complete autonomy. Uh, that you know they can work. I mean, you don't know, but you know I'm sitting here on this Zoom camera in my shirt, and underneath I'm wearing my wife's dress. But you know, you'd never know. I uh, can have complete autonomy to do that I if I wish. You
0: I'd always sorry Phil. Phil, I've yeah. got to be honest. Yeah. I'd always, I always thought that was part <laughs> of your dress code. So you know, uh, and Good I've for you. got Good for and.
2: You. And I've got flippers on as well. You know, no one would ever know because I can have complete autonomy to do what I like. And so salespeople can do exactly the same. Working from home, being uh, online and being restricted to doing everything online has meant they have much greater autonomy.
0: Yeah.
2: And when they return after 15 or 18 months of doing that, they are going to have that autonomy ripped away from them. Or that's how they're going to feel. So they're going to be tied to office hours and office meetings. They're going to be tied to travel. They're going to be tied to all these things that they haven't had to be tied to. And that means we are going to see a big churn in employment. So people are going to want to leave your employment, not because they don't want to return to the office or carry on doing the job, but simply because they feel that you are taking autonomy away from them. So the savvy sales directors will work out how can we get people back to the office and give them the same level of autonomy they've had working from the dining room table.
1: Just on your point about uh, wearing a dress and flippers, um, I get quite a few emails through from very odd people that seem to be very much in your sort of world, Graham. I must forward those emails on to you. They would be very useful to me. I I think you'd be very interested in them. (laughs) what a very
0: colorful group of people we have as part of the sales chat show team is all i can is all I can say um, but I mean you know from from classic psychology like hertzberg's sort of satisfaction up to david Rock's neuroscience scarf model autonomy as always I mean Graham's yeah. point just it's always a massive contributor to satisfaction and motivation you know and and I think we've we've really outside of just this episode and this topic, I think it's such an important thing for sales managers and sales leaders to think about because you could see a a, a churn. You could see a churn. And I think people who are going to be listening to what their people need and helping them to have a working environment that that works for them is flexible, allows them autonomy, allows them to be at their best and is suitable, will hang on to people or attract people. And organizations that don't, you could see, you could see a churn because you might have had people who maybe were thinking of going and they've sat tight because of the COVID situation. You know, that's the other thing that sometimes happens when things things balance out you've got a sort of a suppressed turnover of people that will suddenly start to, to happen. So I think you've got to keep really close, really close to your people and find out, you know, what are their personal circumstances? You know, those people who are, you know, parents, you know, whether with children, etc. those sort of flexible or their carers for someone in the family or something like that, you know, you've got to be, I think being, being flexible in that way um, is, is a good, is a good thing to do. And, and, you know, there's no point going to all the trouble of going through recruitment and recruiting somebody who's bright and capable and, and you know is all the good person and then trying to micromanage the, the, yeah. the, the out of them. You know, it's just like if you can't trust them, you've probably got your recruitment really badly wrong, right? I mean, yeah. you're gonna have the odd one every now and again, we know that happens, but don't don't uh yeah. autonomy a good a good thing to do. And they often I think they my experience, they they shock and surprise you with what they do when they get yeah. that uh, when they get that autonomy. So, guys, any other other than uh, any other interesting sort of um, office dress codes that people have uh, in the sales chat show <laughs> have,
1: have have got? Is any, anything yeah. else that I've got? An, and I've got another point. I think one of the uh, the issues that salespeople will have to <clears throat> relearn is that selling is a team sport. Mm. Uh, something, of course, which over the last year uh, won't have been happening because people would have been just dealing with their customers and prospects on a one-on-one basis, very much a solo effort. But because sales is a team sport, um, salespeople are going to have to relearn that they may not be the person that's best qualified to present the solution to the customer. That might be a colleague who's yeah. an expert in a particular market sector or somebody who's an expert in a particular product. Uh, most salespeople can still identify the need and get that bit done very effectively. But maybe it's time just to reflect about, well, am I the best person to present the solution to that need? Or should I be going on a joint visit with a colleague of mine and getting him or her along with me for the ride so that they actually do that bit and we come out with the business.
0: And just to loop back, if you're, if you're going to bring someone else, so that's double the time you really want to make sure that opportunity in that meeting is very, very well qualified. So, you know, because you will annoy your technical sales pre-sales colleagues enormously if you waste their day. Uh, so, you know, I think that's a, that's a definite, um, Definite one to be uh, concerned about. So, any closing thoughts? Anything else, gentlemen? Anything else, uh, our fashion guru, Mr. Jones? Yes.
2: I would just say that, um for example, uh, if you've employed anybody over the last uh, year or so of COVID, they've not had any real induction to your yeah. office and to in person selling. Uh, so, you will have done an online induction, for example, but that's not the same as how to, you know, work things within the office space um but then all the people who've been off who did work for you before also are going to go back to new office space new rules and regulations about how you use offices uh, post covid so i think actually what the best sales directors will be doing now is working out an induction week for everybody returning to the offices
0: yeah no, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good point. Um, you know, it's everything from the basic where on earth are the toilets? <laughs> to, uh, all the way, you know, uh, other, other things, you know, as and that's, you know, navigating them around and all that sort of good stuff that can be neglected sometimes, mm. you know, and, uh, no, I think like only an induction for your people have joined you since lockdown and then maybe a reinduction back into whatever yeah. it's going to be for the others is it, it sounds like a good a good suggestion and a good yeah I've been totally. very clear uh, that flippers for example are not regarded as appropriate even on a dress down friday because of uh, health and safety problems you could
2: trip on the stairs
0: i was gonna say yeah. you, see, you see where i'm going sales yeah. chat show there always got our finger on the important area of of health and safety uh, as as a as a podcast so phil and graham thank you very much for your time gentlemen on that episode on your thoughts there are Hundreds of episodes now in our sales chat show back catalog. You'll find them all at saleschatshow.com or of course, wherever you choose to access your podcast, you will be able to find and subscribe if you would like to, to the sales chat show. So in the meantime, um, stay safe and good luck and good selling folks.